Welcome back, everybody, to Brother Brother, a podcast that's part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, all real talk. It's episode 94, six away from 100. We took a week off because, well, for Boston. Uh, we did VinChat Boston. Uh, we came back, and I was just a bit tired from traveling and things like that, and then work got cut up, so we decided just to take a week off, and then we, we were going to record Sunday and have something for you guys on Monday. Um, it is now Tuesday that we're recording, and it's a good thing we didn't do anything Sunday because, my goodness, the news have been dropping this week. Uh, but as always, thank you all for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And who is surprisingly quiet is my brother, my co-host, Jonathan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, lots to talk about. Like you said, uh, between Sunday and now Tuesday evening, things have jumped they fuck off in so many different areas yeah so let's hop into it i mean there's a lot to talk about um let's just get started with the carson corner um uh, yeah because like i think the only thing we're really gonna do is just talk about um boston uh this impeachment nonsense uh though it's not nonsense and um i guess that's really gonna be it i mean there's one thing does it count as cop watch i don't know but uh i guess that segment is back yeah, there's lots to talk about. Um, but yeah, bench up Boston, Reg. Get right into it. Okay, well, first, let's get into Carson Corner. Um, well, I guess Carson Corner can be Vinch at Boston. Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we went out there. We had a great time. Got to meet a lot of people. Um, went to a Red Sox game. And who did they play? The Giants? They played the Giants. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of baseball. But I don't know if it was just a boring game because I don't watch a lot of baseball if it was just a boring game. Um, it got interesting in, what, the bottom of the eighth when bases were loaded. And it was like bases loaded, two strikes, and then a full count. And I was like, ooh, this would be a great time for a Grand Slam, which would have put the Giants up probably, right, at that time? That's correct. Yeah. Alas, it didn't happen. And thank God, Reg was not a very good home fan. Wearing a Red Sox jersey, he was very inappropriate. Right, yeah. There were a couple of times where I was like, yeah, that guy was definitely out. Oh, wait, yeah, that guy's... And you were like, dude, dude, that's our team. Yeah, it's just not appropriate. Yeah. If someone had dumped a soda on you, I had to have been like, listen, you had this coming, Reg. You asked for that. This is your fault. <laughs> yeah. You did this to yourself. Yeah. I'm glad um, they didn't dump it on me. Right. And then, uh, so yeah, so it got to a point where I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of this place. And I had been waiting for one thing and one thing only, and that was to hear Sweet Caroline. Not because I like this song, because I don't, but because I feel like that's a a Boston experience that you should have, especially if you go to a dog on Red Sox game. You should hear Sweet Caroline, and it was the, what, top middle of the ninth before they finally uh, played it no it was the uh end of the transition to okay. the top of the ninth yeah so yeah. it was um they finally played it and mm-hmm. Rich was happy and then we could finally leave it's funny we were sitting we had really good seats too you know right in the grandstand it's just the to be honest the, the stadium was made back when people were smaller oh i'm talking about uncomfortable dog. sitting Depression era seats. Mm-hmm. Depression era seats. That's all I'm gonna say. 
But it was a good game. Red Sox won, and um, you know they ended a terrible season in a somewhat decent way, I guess. I don't know. We won the World Series two years ago, so fuck it. Hey, we won the World Series last year. Fuck it. Like, no one can say shit to us. Oh, you guys make the playoffs. You know what we were doing last year? Getting rings, bitches. When's the last time your team got rings? And they're like, oh, you're like, that's right. Shut the fuck up. Keep on walking. Uh, Well, you know what? I can't can't argue with that. Uh, Not that I care to argue about sports, but... um... Uh, also, another week where uh, didn't uh, Manchester United lose last week? Uh, so they lost two weeks ago. Then they played on Monday, where mm-hmm. they drew one-one uh, draw. Actually, no, they had two one-one draws in the last two games, and they lost the two games before that, or three games before that. And that puts it's, their record at uh, not good, not good, and even not good. They are in um, like. Ninth place, tied with like a bunch of different teams. It's mm. they should have won on Monday. VAR uh, correctly gave Arsenal a goal, but also missed uh, an obvious handball that should have given Manchester opportunity to go up two one. They had opportunities to score. They just they're not. They're just not good. They're not world class anymore. Is, is they played more as in? Any more this season, or they've just been sucking There's a lot lately? A lot lately. Like, since Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson retired, it's just been not good. Like, they have no spirit in them. They hire these managers who are terrible. They don't know how to position players. They overspend on players that they shouldn't. And then, like, players leave them, and they start to flourish. So they're like, players... It, the thing about it also is like the Premier League is hard. It's fucking mm-hmm. tough. And so when you don't do well or you spend incorrectly on a bunch of players and they just don't come through, that hampers you for so long. And so you have Manchester United who is just not good enough in the areas that matter. They have a world-class keeper, David De Gea. They have some parts that are great, like Paul Pogba and Matt and Rashford, but like they need better players around them to make that team better. It's hmm. sad. You know what's really sad? Tell the me. fact that I can't really contribute this conversation because somebody has not given me a podcast to listen to. Listen. <laughs> uh... So depressing, Reg. Because then I'm like, I want them to be able to be like, yo, listen to this episode. They're going to talk about how great Manchester United is. Mm-hmm. It's not coming, Reg. That episode's not coming. Okay. Um, in other Carson Corner stuff. So, yeah. So we had a great time with Vincent Boston. Got to meet a lot of new people and a lot of new faces. Uh, Constancio D. You know, we met him. Doofus. Uh, not Doofus. Um... Uh, of course, Rob was there. That was great to to see Rob and Brent. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Susan Spreakle, uh showed up. Yeah, so like, just I mean, we can name so many people, but I had a marvelous time. Um, only thing that sucked is I got food poisoning. You always I, get food poisoning. I swear it was something I ate at the the Catalina wine mixer. Um, Oh. Probably should not have had that egg salad sandwich. Is all I'm saying. Well, egg salad's disgusting, anyways. You don't eat that shit. Mm. Um, 
And no, I was... came back with a sunburn, which wasn't fun. Yeah, we went to the beach on Sunday, and Red set out in the sun because it was really nice and hot. And mm-hmm. He passed the fuck out. Um, some other cool things from French Chat. I loved. We got to see Block Party, which is one of our favorite bands. They put on a really great show. Oh Short yeah, show. Short great show. show. Their drummer um, was killing it. Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty good. She's not as good as their original drummer, but she's pretty fantastic. Um, we went to Mike's Pastries, which was so good. I ate way too many cannolis. Yeah, somebody ate my cannoli, and then I had to get a replacement for cannoli from somebody. I don't know who. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I gave you to Brent, uh, and I was like, yeah, Brent, just uh, hit me up later, you know, and then I get to the bar. And that was like, your mistake. Yeah, some, somebody ate your cannoli. Not only did they eat my cannoli, but they dug into my cheesecake, which is really the only reason I went to Mike's case Pastries. I was so fucking pissed. So whoever the fuck that is. That sucks, but you just can't leave food with drunk people. You would, well, you know what? No, no. Reg, you know, you can't. You cannot leave food with drunk high people. You just cannot do that. Especially not when, mm. they're, not when there are pink drunkenness. When you're that drunk, you think eating food that's not yours is even part of the equation? You're just like, ooh, that's, food. That's ah. just douchebaggish. That's just douchebag behavior. Right. It is, but that's what fucking alcohol does to people. Hmm. Okay? I'm just saying. Hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's right. I'm this just saying. This sounds like victim blaming is, is what this sounds like. I'm not saying victim blaming. I'm just saying let this be a lesson for future things. If you're out with a bunch of your buddies, a bunch of family, a bunch of whatever, and they're and they're like peak drunk, this is the third bar you've gone to. If you have food, if it's leftovers, if you order food, order a hamburger and then go outside to smoke and talk to shit. Don't get mad if you come back and someone come back and ate your fucking hamburger. Drunk you people. You know what? Now I think about it, a lot of that seemed to happen that weekend. Uh, yeah, at, at the Shane brunch. Joe Boo ordered a, a shot. Uh, it came, and somebody had drunk uh, drank it already. And then, um, and then someone drank that other person's shot. It's, it's, yeah, it's, no, you can't trust really drunk people. They will do consequences. That word don't exist. Hmm. I suppose. Uh, I guess I'm just a better person because I would never eat somebody's fucking cheesecake. You ain't been that drunk. That's all that means. No. Trust me, you ain't been that drunk. That's all that means. That's okay. Anyway, let's not get started. I get you there, Rich. Let's not get you there. Okay. (laughs) Get you there. You know what? Next time I come up, you're going to get me there. Get me to a point and then give me, set something down in front of me at the beginning of the night that I can't eat. Something that I would want to eat. And then let's see if you can get me there. Oh, Rich, I'm just going to take you to a bar, not let Uh you order any food. Now I'm gonna come home after a long drive back from Beverly, and then I'm just gonna put a cheesecake in front of you, and I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and I'm gonna go downstairs and smoke a bowl. And when I come back up, your ass, that cheesecake's gonna be demolished. Okay, okay, let's okay. We'll we'll see. Um, but anyway, you gotta keep drinking till I tell you to stop. You can't be like, nah, I'm good now. Okay, okay, we'll do that then, Jonathan. Experiment right, on. And speaking yeah. of experiments, speaking of experiments, um, while we were in uh, Vinchat, uh, Boston, uh, I don't know how we got on this conversation, 
but we were talking about harmonica or something like that, and I was like, oh, I, yeah. I we're talking about Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler. Like, I really can't respect the harmonica as a instrument. And then we got to talking about it, and I was like, I could, how wrong I, you were, how right I was, and I said that I could master the harmonica in a summer or something. So, uh, um, I know it's going to be longer than a summer, but by the end of next summer, I will be able to play that blues traveler uh, solo in uh, what, what was the song? Um, the hook. You are not going to be able to do that shit. You're not going to be able to do that shit, right? That's just impossible. That is. <laughs> So funny. I'm so glad that this is on wax. I'm going to put this in my Google calendar for a year from now. <laughs> October 1st. Reg is going to play the fucking harmonica hook. You damn straight I am. Because anybody can play the harmonica. You can master it in three months. You're fucking crazy, Reg. You're not okay. gonna be able to, you're just not going to be able to do that shit. But I am setting my alarm. I hope the world hasn't ended. <laughs> Reggie Harmonica Hook by Blues Traveler. Okay. <laughs> you got it. It's on paper. The gauntlet is down. <laughs> Notification. Uh, let's do 14 days before. <laughs> Google remind me. <laughs> so I can be like, hey, do you remember uh, that you got to do the hook in 14 days? <laughs> Go ahead and give me an email reminder in 14 days as well. Are we going to put money on this? I mean, listen, I am willing to take your money. Um, uh, how about instead of money, just uh, a pack of favorite beer or something like that? Yeah. Buy you a bottle of champagne if you fucking do. I don't care what you <laughs> Okay. And save. <clears throat> um, yeah, so there's that. And then when I came back, I put in uh, for a new transfer um, to this time part-time and full-time. So it's like whatever gets me to Boston kind of a transfer. It would suck to have to be part-time again, but fuck it. I'm, I'm so over Charlotte. I want to move... Um, and there's some other things which I cannot talk about, not just yet, but hopefully soon. Anywho, um, I th- is that it for me? I think that might be it for me for the uh, Carson Corner. Oh, we also had a, a discussion about the election, and I said that it's going to be won within uh, five points. Jonathan believes strongly against that, um, but I think I think that's about it, right? Yeah, you said uh, five points. I think it's going to be a big blowout, whoever wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see it being close. I just can't. You know what? I said five, but I'm going to give myself eight. But it's going to be close. No. I really think that election think- night, we're, we're going to be looking at Ohio and Florida like, how's this going to play out? No. I mean, those. I imagine Florida will go... Republican because it just always says uh, I don't know I just can't imagine I think it's going to be a blowout okay uh, we'll see um, especially with the shit that's going down right now right which we'll, we will get into a bit later or well we talked about Boston We are, are you done with your Carson Corner? I'm basically done with our Carson Corner okay, we just gotta then. do 
uh, real quick, uh, we'll do our podcast rundown. Yeah. yeah, we haven't done it for a while, so we need to get back into a regular idea yeah. of doing this. Uh, so, Reg, why don't you go first? Okay, mine are real quick, real easy. Um, I, I've got, uh, da- in no particular order, t- the Daily Zeitgeist, the Yay. Dollop, Yay. Ologies. Yay. Um, this is one that Jonathan's not going to like. 538, which is... Fuck the- Nick Silver. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the podcast from Five Thirty Eight uh, website, which Jonathan really has strong feelings about, Nate Silver, um, and then politics, 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 which is by Justin Robert Young. He's very much a right of center kind of guy, conservative. Well, uh, yeah, I guess you call him conservative. Yeah, uh, um, but I feel like he's one of the few conservatives. Because honestly, there aren't many um, who I, I think is more honest about the news. And then he came out with his last episode, and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it, Justin! Come um, on, bro! I, I, I know that you're I trusted you're you, right guy, but he was like, he, he basically said something. He he was said he said on this last one, he was like." Uh, is there anything between with this uh, Hunter Biden thing or not, or Joe Biden thing or not? You know, and I'm like anybody who's done five minutes of research knows that there isn't. And then he even said something to the effect of, "I haven't really looked into it, but it's something maybe we should look into." I was like, "No, it's not." And like, not. that's not. I was like, I trusted you to be like intellectually honest, and I think for the most part he is. But that was a bit of a letdown just for me. But whatever. I mean, well, it's still a decent show. Still a good show. Made the list. Made the list. Um, my podcast rundown in this order: number five, Dark Poutine; number four, Noble Blood; number three, Yo Is This Racist; number two, Daily Zeitgeist; and number one, The Dollop, USA and England. I've listened to the first four episodes of the England um, podcast version of the dollop. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious because Gareth gets to do a lot more uh, accents and such. But also, it's hilarious because it makes you realize that you're kind of right. You know, you always say with a smartphone and the right supplies, you could go back and be a king. The amount of crimes that people did back in the day with little work and little ingenuity is amazing. Some of the grifting that they do, some of the way people just murder, like, if you actually knew what you were doing, like, no, if we, knowing what we know, like, if one of us could get into a position of, not even just power, just, like, exploration, like, we could design a better gun, go out on a boat, we could have a fucking mutiny, go to North Carolina, Get some tobacco. Come back with that shit and just be like, yo. Come back with that shit when with already pre-rolled cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, no one cares how we got back or who used to be in charge of the boat. It's a fucking doggone... You're, you're running that shit. Right. And you already know where all the resources in America already are. Or you know you know how to manufacture Tylenol or aspirin. And next thing you know, you're fucking healing people for real. Or penicillin. My God, if you knew how to manufacture penicillin. You manufacture penicillin, you're like, 
wait for the king or someone to get sick and just be like, yo, I can cure you. Boom. Oh, your kid's got a fever and it's cold? Let me help you out. Boom. And everyone just be like, this guy's a fucking genius. You're like, that's right. Give me all the monies. Yeah. All the monies. I'm surprised. I thought you were kind of done with a true crime, but I guess not. No. Me? No, yeah. I'm not done with true crime. I'm just there's some true crime that I won't listen to anymore. Um, like if I'm listening to an episode, I'm just not feeling it. I just I'll skip over it. There's some episodes I don't listen to, but I, I still like true crime just because for me. I'm more into the stories that talk about the way uh, the people were caught, like the investigative side of it, as opposed mm-hmm. to the salacious side. But even sometimes the salacious side is, is good. There are just some episodes I can't listen to anymore. Like uh, There's this um, podcast, um, Southern, Southern Fried True Crime, and it's a great episode. They do a lot of their stories are like, the stories that otherwise would be unheard of because they're not that salacious. They're not like, you know, catching the big headlines, but they're important. Um, but there was one that they were doing, uh, an old episode as going through the back catalog. And it's like about how basically some black guy got basically was wrongfully convicted because a snitch wanted to get some extra money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I started listening to it, and it gets to the point where they're like, this woman, this old elderly woman who was raped, um, it describes this guy. It says the guy's like, you know, six foot tall, you know, kind of overweight, you know, once was built, but kind of overweight. And then the guy they end up catching and convicting is six three, skinny as shit. Obviously not that dude. Like, not that, not even the description of that dude. But, like, you know, it's, they need to find somebody. And whenever I listen to those, sometimes I can listen to them. Sometimes I'm like, I just, I, I know this guy gets out, but I don't want to hear about all the shit that kept him in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I stopped listening to true crime stuff is because, um, I just, I guess I put myself in the position of the victim and, and like what I want. And, and it could just be the people that I was listening to. Um, I'm not going to name names, but there's some people, like, I don't know that the worst thing to happen to somebody should be entertainment. If that makes any sense. Well, I don't think that it's necessarily entertainment. Like there, the, it is for some, for some people. Um, but the, I look at like, like it's weird same. to me. It's weird to me how people are like, "Oh yeah, so and so is my favorite serial killer." Like that's that's just that's weird. Why people have their favorite dictators? People have their favorite people in in history. Like that's the reason why for me, true crime is just like history. It's just a different type. It's a different niche of history. It's like dark humor, but it's just okay. yeah, that for I guess, history. I guess I, I see where you're coming from, um, but. The only speaking of true crime, I guess there's uh, one new show that's kind of true crime. Um, Lacey Mosley, aka the Scam Goddess, has a a new podcast out, and I've it's only one episode, but I've got a feeling that it's easily gonna be 
a contender to being my fa- one of my favorites. Uh, but the podcast is called Scam Goddess. Um, I think everybody should check it out. It's the you know it's one of those it's a podcast that talks about scams and cons and things like that, and like some of the best cons in history. And like I know people are like don't you know um, victim blame, and I agree. I don't think you should blame victims, but I think cons. I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like I know what it is. I like a good con because it, there's a movie, and I, I can't remember the movie, but basically the protagonist said, I never stole anything from anybody. Everybody gave me what I got. You know, it's like, that's what a con is. You know, it's like, it's getting people to give you this stupid this stuff, you know? And I think some of the best cons, especially against, like, corporations or rich people or I don't know it's like when you there's something Robin Hood-esque about that like I, I I'm not saying that these people are heroes because they're not but it, when people are foolish you know like these people like one of my favorite cons in all of history is one where this guy sold the Eiffel Tower to like five different people like these people were buying the Eiffel Tower thinking that they owned it like you're dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb. But I love it. So yeah. I'm looking forward to Scam Goddess. You'll if you love that, then you'll love episode three of uh, the Doll of England. There's a guy who is just Gregor McGregor. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Listen to that episode. It is. It's amazing what he's able to do. Yet also, like, really, you're like, holy shit, holy shit. Cool, cool. So. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so that's, let's that, move on. That's my rundown. Yeah, that's my okay. rundown. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and see what's going on. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? What's what? going on? What's going on? I'm definitely um, gonna put the bumper in that time this time because uh, that was garbage. Um, but anywho, any hoozle. We, we, there's really just one thing to talk about. Exactly, um, but where to start? How do you even eat this sandwich? How do you begin, right? As they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time? But we are going to skip that. I just want to bullet point shoot some other stories. I mean, we've had some a lot of stuff that's come out in the last two weeks that we've been gone. Real quick, NCAA, Jonathan. California is allowing uh, their sports, their, their college students to what? get um, endorsement deals and shit like that? Is that correct. what's going on? That is correct. But not till 2023 or some bullshit like that? Or something like that? Um, yeah, they got to find a way to work it out or whatever. Hopefully they'll speed it up. But it's a victory nonetheless because yeah. hopefully that is the first domino in getting college kids their fucking dues. Yeah. It's a multi-billion dollar sport and the kids aren't getting paid shit. And and I know a lot of people, they're like, well, they get free college. And I think that's, when you really bullshit. look at the numbers, it's bullshit, bullshit because they're getting bullshit degrees. They're, they're spending so much time, you know, training that they don't really have time to get a meaningful education. And, um, you know, they're making billions off of these kids. So, oh, it's you bullshit. Know, yeah, it's, it is kind of, it's bullshit. And, because the hope is that, you know, they make it pros, so... They don't really well, need even, an education. It's not even the like hope that. That, that it makes that you know that you make it prof- like in the professionals. Like 
the fact is that, like you said, your degree just isn't worth the amount of money that they're making off of. Mm-hmm. Like even if you like even if 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 you took away their scholarships and just let them get endorsement deals, some of them would make more money off of the endorsement deals and be able to pay for their college outright. Regardless. And that's the, and that's the point. Like if you took all the sport and and you know and people are like, well, what about the people who do judo or who do fencing or whatever? Like you know what? It's, the NCAA should have to pool all the money that is made together and give people a, a cut of it. Mm-hmm. Like. It doesn't. Alabama makes so much fucking money off of football. They wouldn't even fucking feel it if they had to give away five percent of their profit. And not only that, to pay but their even students, if, even if you were and like, then to help other like colleges in Alabama, right? Even if you were like, well, what about the kids that make that play judo? Well, let I'm sure that there are judo endorsements. You know, well, are I mean, they as I big as football? No, but. I, I don't know if that's true, but I just think that, like, who cares? Like, that's literally be the price you p- have to pay mm-hmm. to get paid to be able to make billions of dollars off of the youth of the nation. Right, like, the idea that you can go to college and they can make a video game with you in it and you get nothing from that. You get nothing for, from it? No. That's criminal. Like, I, I can't imagine being allowed to do that anywhere. Just losing your scholarship because you played in a charity basketball game in the off season, mm-hmm. with the, because the charity game had a had a uh, a prize for the winners or whatever, like that shit's insane. Or because somebody gave you a pair of shoes. Yeah, it's insane. Or a free meal. Okay. I, uh, in in other news, got Jonathan. I I'm I'm still shell shocked by this. Um, but uh, wow. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. Amber Geiger. Can we talk about that real quick? I know. Listen. So, when I saw it come across uh, my phone today, I then went on Twitter, and I read the headline wrong, and I thought it said found not guilty, and I thought I was going to punch my screen. Then I reread it, and I was like, oh, oh, shit, wait, what? Because I saw all the reactions and all these people were happy and dancing and shit. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I reread it and I was like, oh, she's guilty. Yeah. I cannot fucking believe this. This is not what I expected. I, I really thought they were going to find a way to let her off. And here's the thing. Uh, this is Tuesday. Monday, at the end of uh, the day, what everybody was uh, talking about uh, was... Um, what was everybody was talking about how uh, the judge came out and said, "Yeah, we're gonna allow the jury to consider the um, the castle doctrine as a defense." And I was like, "Oh, so you're just going to not even fake that this is a kangaroo court, and you're just gonna be like, okay, yeah, let's give you guys a reason to get this woman off." And I was like, "How the fuck can you say that she was had?" You know, was standing her own ground or was defending her castle when she was breaking in somebody else's house. Like, that is wild that you would even suggest that that is a thing, you know? That I could break into somebody else's house and stand my ground? How's that work? Yeah, no, it's it's insane. I <sighs> And then they came back within 24 hours. Within 24 hours, I was like, oh, yeah, guilty. I'm not guilty. I just knew for sure. 
And then I read the article, I read the headlines, the tweets, not guilty. I was like, I'm waiting for somebody to come back with the correction where, I mean, a guilty rather. And I was like, I'm waiting for somebody to come back with a correction that said that they meant not guilty, but it, it never happened. So yeah, um, she was found guilty of murder of, of, uh, of, um, what's his name? Doggone. Uh, can't believe I am blanking on this guy's name. Um, Zimmerman. No, no, the, the the man that she killed, Botham. Oh, Jean. Jean. Oh, uh, Jean. Yeah. But what's his last name? Botham. Is it Botham? Botham Jean. Botham Jean. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the uh, when you said uh, the castle on the self oh, yeah, stand your oh, ground. Yeah. I was thinking of like ever since Zimmerman, I feel like that has been like the highlighted excuse. more often. Yeah. Although. Lately, it's not been working. Like from the guy in Florida who shot the t- the uh, four teens in the car mm-hmm. to uh, the cop who said he shot who shot into the vehicle that was driving away from them. Like to the guy who who was yelling at the woman in the handicapped parking space and then shot her husband. Like the last few times that people have brought up these weird self defense arguments that don't make sense, the more often that it has failed. And I think it's failed because I think people are catching on and I think juries are like, we can't just keep, you know, allowing this to happen. I think we're in a position now, this might be a change where people are like, you can't just go around. I mean, with this, these things, uh, also, you know, these people calling the police on black people for no good doggone reason, it's more in the forefront of people's minds that, you know, we have to put our thumbs not thumbs on the scales but we have to look out for people who don't look like us or you know and and look out for the rest of our fellow citizens and protect them from these people who would do them harm and try to use the law as a as a sort sort of scapegoat and the only thing that concerns me about the amber geiger situation is she was off duty and i'm like well if she had been if she had been on duty, would this be different? And I kind of feel like the answer to that is yes. Because, like, they did everything they could to try and make her sympathetic. You know, it took them forever to even arrest her. Um, that happened because they got a new DA. Uh, you know, um, the the Rangers tried to take over the case. You know, just a bunch of shenanigans. So... But again, it's still a good. It's still a plus, and uh, the riots off, so that's good. Yeah, riots off for now until we find out what the sentencing is. If they go on the low end, you know, it might be right back on. Yeah, I, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm feeling optimistic. I'm like, if they're gonna, because they could have charged it with manslaughter. If they're going with murder, I'm assuming they expect her to get real deal time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's good news. That's a win so far. Uh, Any I think, other big news? I think I'm going to say, is it time to to unveil the birthday cake? Get into yeah. it to eat our way through it? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Um, where to start? Where to start? Where to start? So, there is this whistleblower complaint, and I thought it was going to go really nowhere. Um, and then it turns out that Basically, Trump was trying to get the the uh, try, was trying to get 
the Ukrainian president, or is he prime minister, president, it doesn't matter, to, to get dirt on uh, Joe Biden. And um, he was using the office of the presidency to do that. And he was withholding military aid to Ukraine until that happened. And then when people, when he found out that people were, were wondering why and started to ask questions, he released the, um, the aid. And then it came out that this whistleblower complaint had been made. Um, the DOJ tried to hide it, tried to hush it up, and said that it wasn't. It wasn't threat. Um, was the word uh, urgent? Wasn't urgent or whatever, so that they didn't need to present it to Congress. And then when you know a bunch of dominoes came out, and basically bullet points, uh, Congress was like, "Hell, you need to let us see this right now." And then the president, Donald Trump, went and re- released it thinking it would make him look good. And I'm like, I, when you see the transcript, it was like, why did you, you should have hit, you know, of all the times for you to be an obstructionist, this was it. Because it doesn't look good. It shows that you, ex- you know, are guilty of what everyone said that you're guilty of. That you tried to to use the office of your president, of the presidency to get dirt on Joe Biden of all people. Um and then uh, the Senate voted unanimously, which shocked the fuck out of me, to to get a transcript of this thing. We still haven't gotten a transcript. What we got is a call summary. Um, so, but even the call summary that was released makes you know the Trump presidency look really, really bad. Um, long story short, too late. After all this, Nancy Pelosi came out and said, yeah, we're starting impeachment proceedings on the president of the United States. So that's where we are basically right now. Um, You have the people, big names that implemented in this, implicated. You have Trump. You have Giuliani. You have Barr. um, Pompeo. Pompeo. um, Because apparently this is not the first time he has used the presidency and military aid to try and get people to uh, get dirt on him because um, uh, other people because he wanted the Ukrainian government to find not only dirt on Joe Biden and and um, this whole business with this prosecutor that got fired, um, but they he also was asking Ukraine to basically admit that they were the ones that meddled in the 2016. Uh, campaign, and then also they wanted he wanted them to come up with Hillary's email server or something like that. What I don't get about this is just the numerous mistakes that people made. First of all, you have the DHI who you know gets this whistleblowing complaint, and he's like, "I find it to be credible. I find it to be an emergency, and I find that it meets the standard that it needs to go before." Uh, the Congress, they try and hide it, which doesn't, you know, it doesn't do anything. The DHI and the, the guy who put in the complaint know that it exists. You know, so it's not even that big of a deal. Like, you can't hide that part. To go even further, you have Rudy Giuliani, the lawyer for the president, Going to multiple places throughout Europe, and he's trying to talk to people and do investigations 
about, you know, the Bidens and all other kinds of things. But he doesn't work for the State Department. He doesn't work for the government. He's the president's private lawyer. He's not like he has no jurisdiction, no credentials as an agent of the United States. You know, it's not like he's White House counsel. He's not that. He's the president's personal lawyer. And he's doing all this like weird espionage shit. You have Pompeo who straight up lied and said, you know, I have no knowledge of what went on with this incident. Um, I wasn't there. And then we come to find out that he was on the call. (laughs) Yeah. Like these guys are lying with things that we can readily prove and see. And what's worse is Giuliani who, you know, from all, you know, if you believe the rumors, I guess has a drinking problem or something like that. But, like, he is just unhinged. Like, he was on, what was it, Fox News? He was like, yeah, the president didn't do this, uh, and uh, this didn't happen. And then in the very next breath, he said he admitted to doing it. And then the guy was like, you just said that you didn't do that. We did it. But you just, you know, it was like, their reality is whatever they say last. You know, whatever pops into their mind. And Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important to point out that this all happened the day after the Mueller report came out. So it was like, Trump was like, well, I guess, you know, rules don't apply to me. That's what the, the, that's what he learned from the Mueller report. Exactly. And that's just a continue, continuance of a bad behavior, you know, continuance of this belief that they're untouchable and literally believing in their own hype. Like that's what really happened with like Giuliani and Pompeo and, they really believed that no one can stop them and that they could be shielded from everything. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it right now, um, Giuliani was subpoenaed to st- uh, testify before Congress. God knows what's going to happen there. Like, I think a lot of this is going to... It's definitely going to lead towards impeachment. I, I think that there is no doubt about that. There's no way for the Democrats to, to back down from that. The gauntlet has been thrown down, as they say. Um, but I also think that we're going to see a lot of stuff come before the Supreme Court. Like a lot of these questions that we've never really hashed out about executive privilege and uh, subpoena power of the of Congress is going to come before the Supreme Court, and we're going to have precedent on all those things. And like we haven't before, because Congress fears that uh, you know the Supreme Court will come down and say that you don't have this stuff, you know, that it will take a arrow out of their quiver. So we've kind of been in a place where they haven't really pressed the issue. And then the executive branch has pressed the issue for basically the same reasons, because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want it to come down that, you know, this, you know, that they could be basically controlled in such a fashion by the Senate and Congress. And it doesn't help that Congress has been ceding so much of their power away over the past, I don't know, decades. I mean, people like to point out that Obama and Bush did a lot with, you know, executive privilege. And that's true. They did way too much, in my opinion. But that has been something that has been happening since, at least since I can remember. You know, it's nothing new. And it helps because Congress doesn't have to be held accountable for any decisions they make. So it helps to have a powerful president to be able to blame everything on the president. But now we're at a point where, you know, I'm, 
I mean, we've been saying it here. I'm like, the problem with this country is that, in with the Trump administration, is the people who should be protecting us and preventing this stuff just aren't doing their jobs. And like Nancy Pelosi and Schumer are like top top of that list. Like I get McConnell not doing it. You know, that's his boy. He's getting his judges in there, so it makes sense. But, you know, Pelosi and Schumer, they should have been doing something about this a long time ago. Exactly. The fact that they've dragged their feet and been, like, dragged their feet and done nothing while also getting credit for being the quote-unquote resistance is just the thing that has baffled me so greatly. And speaking of resistance, did you see that? I think, was it uh, NBC or... Who was it? They they did this spotlight on the resistance women or some bullshit. These like five women that they, they tried to claim were the ones that uh, led us down the road to impeachment. And it was like, how the hell are you gonna highlight these women when it was AOC and uh, Talib and Ilhan Omar and all these people that kept getting thrown under the bus kept being told to stay in their lane and like they're the ones that led us to this place that we're at right now and this is mind-boggling how we're trying to rewrite history even right now it's just one of those things where the theater of politics takes over and people are more impressed with these mythical impressions of who they think these creatures are instead of you know who these individuals actually, you know, what they actually do. Um, it's, well, I mean, I'm glad that impeachment has finally started, but, like, it took so long, and so much other terrible things happened. Like, the idea that locking up kids in cages wasn't enough, you know, forget all the Mueller report stuff. There's so many terrible things this president has done. That in in the end it's going to be him trying to take down Joe Biden and his son early. It's going to be the thing that fucks him up, right? And that's the thing that kind of ticks me off about this whole thing. It was like it wasn't like you said the the cages wasn't enough, the um, Mueller report wasn't enough. It was when they went after the front runner. You know that's a cynical way to look at it, maybe. But the minute they went after, I don't. I don't think it's about. I don't think it's about going after the front runner. I think it's about the fact that, and this is the reason why the Republicans have had to be so serious about this. Is like, he's basically getting a foreign country to spy on an American citizen. Like you can't spin that. Like that is just. That's too far to go, even for like. Like you know the the diehard Trump people, or they're gonna they're not gonna fuck. You can do anything, but like the sensible people, you know, the ones who know there has to be an election past Trump, they're like, no, we can't condone this. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting to see exactly how this all plays out because it, it does seem like the usual suspects are not coming to bat for Trump. And you know what else didn't help them? The fact that they put out these talking points, you know, because, you know, we already know that they have talking points that they give because you can go on any channel and watch these guys say the same exact thing. So, like, we know that that happens. But then the Trump um, presidency or administration went and put out these talking memos for Republicans, but then they also sent it to Democrats. 
So everybody, so like all their talking points were moot. And it's just like the incompetence of of these people is what's going to do them in. Yeah. And, and like, I, I think you'll receive some people at Fox trying to distance themselves from this thing and from Trump. Dude, Chris Wallace with uh, Stephen Miller. Oh my goodness. Well, he's yes. just like, yo, answer the fucking question. Like, do you approve of him doing this? Yada, yada. It's... And he came up with a Sarah Palin answer. I'm not going to answer these questions the way you want me to. What? Yeah, no, you just say you're not going to answer. He's just like, I. you have... No, you have your non-answer. I was like, damn, Chris. Wow. Like, shit, it's... You know, shit's getting really bad with this... When... Not that Chris, I mean, Chris Wallace is one of, he's not Shepard Smith, who is definitely one of the better uh, people at Fox News, if there is such a thing. I'll tell you when we know that shit has hit the fan, if Carlson Tucker (laughs) turns on Trump. Dude, well, listen, I I think he's going to hang with Trump to the bitter end. Of course, him and, um, uh, what's his name? The uh, the bigger asshole, Mister. I'm Hannity? gonna. Yeah, there it is, Hannity. Yeah. So, Jonathan, bad prediction time. Wh- yeah. What do you think is gonna happen? Because, like, I think it's gonna go to the Senate. Uh, I don't know. Like, I would have said that there's no way they remove him, but I I. I don't. I just don't know because, like, I think a normal president this wouldn't even happen. But a normal president, I think, would resign, you know, instead of being impeached. Well, that's the question. Like, is he going to... A norm, if he wasn't a narcissist, you could you would think that, like, yeah, he would probably resign in backdoor deal to get immunity or something like that. Or at least immunity from those charges. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows what the New York... Whatchamacallit, the uh, Fifth Circuit's going to do, but... The idea that he would try and fight it is insane. I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to try and fight it. But the question is, what is the Senate going to do? Because we heard uh, one anonymous uh, senator who was saying, like, if there was something to the fact that there are, like, 30 Republican senators who would vote to to, uh, remove the president. Oh, yeah, yeah. If if we had um, blind voting. I have 30 people who would vote for it. Yeah. So, like, I think the Republicans are... They're just going to wait on public support. That's what I think it is. Because before it was unpopular and all that jazz, um, I think it was only something like 30% of the electorate was in favor of impeachment. Then this happened, and it's now 47-47. 47 yep. for, 47 against. And that is amazing that that changed within like three days, three or four days, you know. Um, and I think that it's only going to get more popular as we see more, especially considering you have people like Rudy Giuliani and all these other people who can't shut up, who are out here trying to protect themselves. Yeah, I listened to a podcast and one of the uh, guests was basically just being like, you know, where was I don't know who Rudy Giuliani cancel is or where his friends or his family are, but someone should have been like, Yo man, you just said the crime that you did. 
you just submitted to it mm-hmm. in front of everybody. Same thing with Trump. Like, he basically said, yeah, I talked I to it. him about this. I did it. And not to mention, the thing that I think is so crazy, and again, speaks to this, like, Republican hypocrisy. What do they do? They have a fucking hidden server where they're hiding dog and co- dog on conversations with basically, right. like, the, the Saudi prince and, and Putin, like, God knows what they talked about. God know, but I'd love to hear them. And I think we're gonna hear them because there's no way that now that we know about it, what, what's he gonna do? Destroy that stuff? I don't know. I mean, I that would be it. the smart thing to do. But when has he ever done the smart thing to do? I think he thinks that he'll be able to do uh, executive privilege forever. Yeah, and which is why I hope- I, this is gonna go to the Supreme Court. I hope not. I hope this stuff just blows the fuck up in his face. I it Nixon two point the second Republican. Mm. Oh, tasty. Kind so of yeah, I it's mean, be, we're we're living so in much. interesting times. Yeah, we are definitely living in what should be historic times. Um, Trump really, really wanted to be the worst president, and he's fighting hard in it. Yeah, and and also I think something that needs to be brought up. Um, I think that the DNC, like I, I kind of feel like if you hadn't moved up in the polls now, everybody is dead in the water. Like this is going to take all the oxygen from the room. Like right the fuck out the room. Yeah, Cory Booker, just quit now. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, oh. Yang, Castro, just stop now. Budget, oh, Harris, right? If you're not Biden. Sanders or Warren, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. Get out. Put your port, your support in whatever camp you want to put it in, and get the fuck out. Yeah. So uh, we do have one more debate, another debate coming up uh, in October. It's going to be in Ohio. Um, I think there are twelve people qualified, but they are going to keep it to one night. So thank God for that. But I, I know, like, Cory Booker was saying that if he didn't raise enough money by the end of September, he was going to have to drop out. I don't know if he, he raised it or if that was just something he was saying. Um, but I, I kind of feel like these people, like, Castro said the same thing. Like, I, I got I have a feeling that if you have to put that out, then it really is already over for you. So, like, why are you it's staying here? Good. What do you hope to, to accomplish? That's what I want to know. Well, just if you're already that desperate for money, if you're like, I can't even keep my operations running. Here's the thing. Like, it makes... Uh, here's the only person... There's only two people that aren't Warren uh, Sanders or Biden that makes sense, in my opinion, for them to stay in the race. And that is Warren... Uh, not Warren. Uh, Harris and Buttigieg. And it makes sense to a certain extent because if you tread water enough... When Joe Biden implodes, because I think he will, and I also think that this impeachment thing might have sunk his campaign, because there are a lot of people asking questions about Hunter Biden. Um, fair or not, uh, the questions are being asked, and then I think the more people look into that, the more shady just the Bidens are around him, because, I mean, the dude has been on and off the wagon. He has, you know, suffered with addiction, and that's nothing to slam anybody for like you know what a lot of people deal with addiction and have addiction problems whatever 
But he's on this board in this Ukrainian business with no skills in that area, making a shit ton of money. And everyone's starting to question why. And we all know why, because his last name is Biden. And the reason that's a problem is because if you have, there's too much going on right now with Biden that makes him look too much like Trump. And I feel like if you put Biden against Trump, you take so many of your own arrows out of your quiver. You can't complain about his kid, Trump's kids, if you have Hunter Biden, you know, trading on Biden's name. You can't complain about uh, misogyny if you have Joe Biden being creepy and, and hugging up on folks, you know. So I think also you have that the fact that Biden, Hunter Biden went in, what, he left his wife to marry his brother's widow. And then I guess the family turned on Hunter's original wife. It's weird shit. Weird shit going on right there. Uh, yeah, that's hip opera stuff. Like, that's days of our lives. Yeah. Train wreck stuff. But I think it makes sense for Harris or Buttigieg to stay in because I think, you know, they might get some of those votes if, when Biden implodes. And, and again, that's what's crazy about this whole impeachment thing. To think that Donald Trump might lose his his presidency and get kicked out of office, removed, or have to resign because he tried to go after Joe Biden of all people, somebody yeah. who would implode on his own. Like it wow. Just wow. It speaks, Just wow, wow. It speaks to speaks it speaks to, his, it speaks to his insecurities. Yeah. Oh oh last thing I wanted to talk about with this is this Nancy Pelosi playing four D chess? No, this is not. Because that's a, there, there, have been, that there have been people who are saying that she had been planning this and was going to do the impeachment thing, but closer towards you know the election, so that you know we'd be having these impeachment hearings in the middle of you know election cycle or whatever, and then that would hurt Trump. And there are people saying that she just had to move up her timeline. So, so what you don't believe that at all? I do not believe that at all. I think that this is Trump blowing him. They. Their incompetence finally uh, blowing up in their face. Yeah, like, I agree. It's like playing a tabletop game, you know, rolling dice, and eventually you just you you keep rolling low roll, low rolls, and you roll it at the worst possible time. Yeah, I think this is something that um, Nancy Pelosi didn't have any choice but to do. You know, I don't think that she wanted to do this. She ha- just had to. And, it, you know, she had her hands tied behind her back, so she had to do this, and she's going to try and spin it as any way that she can. Like, she hasn't been a resistance leader. I just, I refuse to believe that. And I'm I'm tired of hearing people, you know, pat her on their back and sing her praises when you know, she always bear. finds a way to let us down. The bear is the minimum. Mm-hmm. She, uh, also, you shouldn't praise her for showing up to do the job that she hasn't been doing. Exactly, and and when she does do it, she doesn't really do it well or fully. Um. So now here's one other thing before we go. We've been talking about how we're not sure that Trump will leave peacefully, and it seems like he's preparing people for that with his retweeting. You know, the idea. Well, first of all, talking about you know. We should treat uh, spies the way we used to, you know, alluding to the idea that 
the whistleblower and whoever gave him the information should be hung. Uh, to now this weekend, uh, retweeting and liking and expressing support for the idea that if he's removed, the economy's going to tank, uh, the market's going to fall, and that there might need to be a civil war due to his being unlawfully removed from office. Yeah, that's the most damning thing about this, is that he's out here advocating for a civil war, you know? Um, and, and, like, that that's what, you know, people have been fearing and been concerned about, that we are so far past with this partisanship on both sides that we are co- going to come to a head. The only thing I would say about that is I don't think we have anything to worry about. Um, we can't get Americans to vote. They're definitely not going to take up arms. <laughs> Why is true? <laughs> it doesn't seem likely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sometimes a struggle to get people to come out and riot when a uh, cop killed somebody who's unarmed. You know, um, the resistance and the, the pussy hats and all that, like, it, it, it's a flash in the pan. Um, but we're definitely not going to take up arms and kill each other over, not over Trump. Not over Trump. Yeah. We, may, we can t- talk a big game, but those people that talk that game are, you know, they're trolls. And uh, they're not going to put their skin in the game if they don't have to. It's, it's easy to just troll and wear a MAGA hat. It's d- totally different to have to, you know, shoot one of your fellow Americans. That's a good point. Yeah, but um, I guess all this is developing, and it's, like we said, interesting times. I'm happy to actually, you know, like, it feels amazing to be a part of the history like this. I mean, this is probably be the second impeachment that we see in our lifetime. Yeah, uh, and one of one of the one that I think is more, light, more legally supported, like, this is Nixon-esque shit. Right. Uh, um, as I mean, Clinton's was bad too, but it wasn't like it was like you guys are going after him because you hate him. Um, I do think it's going to be interesting to see what's going on. You know, um, Giuliani has lawyered up. Pompeo has already said that he and his staff may not make themselves available for congressional subpoenas, which I think is, you know, people might. I'm I want to see Pom- Pompeo get thrown in jail on contempt. That shit. I mean, because at this point, we're going to have to see whether or not the House is going to actually flex its muscle and use their full subpoena powers, including imprisonment and contempt. Yeah. And and we're really going to see just how committed, like, Pelosi and them are to this. But, like we said, interesting times are ahead. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up at that, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, sorry that we, you know, had this little break, unintended hiatus. Uh, but we're back, and we'll be back with more. Um, please. Uh, one last thing. Uh, I know I don't often pimp it, but we do this thing, cutting room floor. It's a patron show for Cinema Chat. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is because Jonathan was on it recently, and we uh, reviewed Signs. Something has been eating at both of us for years 17 years I think 17 um, years and I really I, hey I think it's only like a dollar a month that you have to subscribe maybe just do that for one month and listen to that episode because I think it might be 
the finest episode I've ever recorded of anything. Yeah, um, it was a great. It was a great episode. There's yeah. some surprises in there. Um, it's a great discussion on a movie uh, I love near and dear to my heart. So I would definitely check that out. Yeah, but until then, we want to thank you all for listening. As always, please speak your truth. Tell your story. And stay woke. Stay woke. All you folks. You can find John at Tempe WMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at Tempe'sWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.